Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Let's go. Sports Variety and Strife with James Liebling. Up next. Special Thursday edition of Sports Variety and Strife. Here it is, uh, opening day for the NBA. Utah Jazz beat the New Orleans Pelicans. Good for the Jazz, obviously. They pulled with any, at least as far as seeding goes. Not that seeding means a... Well, actually, it would for them because they're trying to get to the third seed and avoid having to play the Lakers in the second round. So that it, that would be important to them. But that game was a lot more important to the New Orleans Pelicans, who they barely beat 106-104. to 104 on a couple of foul shots because anyone of the Pelicans are trying to get into the playoffs. Pelican or the Jazz are pretty much in. I mean, there's no way they're not doing it. It's all for that eighth spot. That's the that's the fight. Will the Grizzlies get in? Will the Grizzlies hold on? Or will somebody like the Pelicans, the Trailblazers or others come in and steal that eighth spot too? ultimately, presumably, <laughs> get creamed by the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, so Thursday's edition today is going to be about previewing the Western Conference team's schedules. And we'll go through that. 13 teams in the Western Conference made it to the seeding seating games. And we'll see if there will be any changes to the playoffs the teams they're in, as well as the way they are seeded. Okay, but before we do that, we need to have the ever-present quiz question. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. So before Wednesday's edition, we learned about the Joey, the huge mega Joey Bosa extension. And so we decided to ask you, what is he going to be? A, what is he going to be making this year? Again, the average salary for his extension, this five-year $135 million extension, is going to be $27 million per year. Not that he's necessarily going to be making that every year. In fact, he probably will not be. It'll be fluctuating. But what was he going to get paid this year? This year he's going to be, this year he's going to get $14 million, $60,000. So he's going to get a substantial raise. That's for sure. About just under $13 million. Bucks. Like he's almost almost doubling it, his salary. But as far as Los Angeles Chargers go, another question was is who right now, coming into the 2020 season, is going to have the highest salary cap hit and Joey Bosa was actually second with that $14,360,000 cap hit. Number one was his fellow defensive end, Melvin Ingram, who's going to get a sixteen, approximately $16.5 million cap hit. And Mr. Melvin Ingram is obviously not as good as Joey Bosa, but still he's definitely a stud. And he right now is on a 
four-year, $64 million contract. This is his last year on that. Um, it's, he's So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. His, the most of his uh, cap hit was last year. That was $19 million. This year is going to be about $16.5 million. Well, last year was $19.5 million, but... This year's going to be 16 and a half million. He right now is going to it has the highest salary on the Los Angeles Chargers. So really, they do not have a whole lot of um not don't have any like super high paid players. I mean, what with Tyrod Taylor being quarterback, Justin Herbert is the dude that they just signed or drafted it's to be quarterback. You're not going to have like a huge guy. Uh did so, it's not their cap space. They have 13 million, just over 13 million in cap space. We're talking about the top 51 uh, signed players. Not great, not terrible, but they certainly uh, don't have like any super high paid players at the current moment. That that obviously is going to change next year. Now, with regard to the news coming out today that LaShawn McCoy is signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I that's another veteran that has been a stud in the NBA. They're kind of just collecting them. Now they're not necessarily always at their prime when they come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I mean let's look at this. There they got obviously um, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. They've got Dominica Sue. Now they just signed LaShawn McCoy because their train uh, their rookie running back just got injured. Jason Pierre Pauly's been around for a long time. All these guys they're kind of signing these stars, but they're kind of perhaps past their prime now. Sean McCoy is he's going to be can for the job, but he's he's clearly passed it. Uh, but before, mm. he was quite the running back, both with Philadelphia and with Buffalo. I mean, he was a six-time All-Pro Bowl player, two-time All-Pro. His uh, best year as far as yardage goes, he ran for 1,607 yards back in 2013 with Philadelphia. As far as touchdowns go, he and back in way back in 2011, it was he had 17 touchdowns, but it was pretty good. But 2016 with Buffalo, he ran for 1,267 yards, 13 touchdowns, a 5.4 yards per average. Now, most recently, he was with Kansas City, and he was pretty. It was okay. He was okay. 4.6 yards per average, four touchdowns, 465 yards, 101 rushing rushes. He disappeared in the playoffs. Damian Williams, I think, kind of took over there. And so I, we're not going to see the old LaShawn McCoy. But still, kind of excited to see what he does, what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. They're definitely collecting a lot of big names. Uh, I don't know. It can only help with Tom, Bra- Tom Brady. you got the great wide receivers. We'll see what if Gronkowski can come back and be his old self. Or he's going to be disappointing. We'll see. Now, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, they 
do have other running backs, particularly, well, not particularly, I, well, I'm not going to say their names, but they have some, the top running back is, should be fairly well known to the Southern California population because he went to the University because Southern California was a stud there. Very good. But they also have way down the list. In fact, it's probably a decent chance he's going to get cut. There is another ex-USC player. So, it seems like they're also collecting Trojans running backs. Now, I want you to name, by Saturday, the two USC running backs on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we'll go into what they have done both at USC and currently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at that time. Well, maybe, perhaps we won't because we might be having a guest on. But we'll see. We'll see about that. But uh, so name for me the two players, two running backs on Tampa Bay from USC. First want to do that, emailing talksportswithjames at gmail.com. Get a free tie. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. Presume if you want a free tie. Okay. Now we move on to the NBA now, the Western Conference specifically. We have, well, and we'll go in order down the list, starting with the Lakers and ending up all the way down with the 26 and 39 Phoenix Suns who squeaked in uh, somehow I'm not really confident that they're going to be facing the Lakers come playoff time but heck I guess it's possible they got in now Lakers don't have a whole lot to play for um they pretty much have this first seed locked in. They are 49 and 14 coming into the night. The Clippers are number two at 44 and 20, and Denver is three at 43 and 22. So, yeah, unless they like just like totally bomb this thing, they're gonna they're gonna be good to go. Be the number one seed. Gonna face a pretty pretty mediocre team in the playoffs because at least er, in the first round because. One through seven, they're actually pretty, pretty good teams, all the way from one, number one through seven. Not that I'm going to say. I think only a few teams actually have a shot to win it all. But number seven seed is Dallas. They're 13 games above 500 at 40 and 27. I mean, so that's pretty good. Houston is six at 40 and 24. Not that they're, uh, th not that they're awesome, but let's just put it this way. An NBA ins the quote NBA insider from ESPN had them getting to the Western Conference Finals. So if that's your sixth seed, that's pretty pretty good. Uh, now then in the, the eighth seed drops off. That's when Memphis is 32 and 33. Portland is ninth at 29 and 37. So even there, you're gonna have, a, have to face a steep climb. I mean, you're Three and a half games behind the Memphis Grizzlies. Four games in the loss column. Or excuse, uh, and four games in the loss column. So, not 
not going to be the easiest. Memphis definitely has that lead, even though they're a game under 500. Uh, the Pelicans, they just lost their first game, uh, 28 and 37. And I think that's kind of Pelicans. I have a feeling around the NBA, that's the team that everyone wants to get in, just because you have Zion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They have a extremely nice going offense, so you know it'll be kind of exciting. And you got all the former Lakers as well, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh, Josh Hart. They want them to face the Lakers. I have a feeling that it's going to be the Memphis Grizzlies. But let's well, let's get back to the Lakers. As I said, it's not going to be all that important for them as far as seeding goes. They're just gonna. They need to stay healthy, as healthy as they are what, with Rajon Rondo out. But that's good for them because they have, I think, one of the tougher schedules. They place the, face the Clippers, obviously, today. Then Raptors on Saturday, that'll obviously be tough. Jazz is actually going to have a lot more incentive. So is the Raptors, by the way. Thunder, they're tough. Rockets, Pacers. Nuggets, Kings. The only gimme is pretty much the Kings. That's it. Everyone else is going to be fighting for position and for seeding in these playoffs. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess you can kind of say the Sacramento Kings might be as well, but you know they're they're 28 and 36. Probably by that point they're going to be gone. Although, as there is the there is the play-in game, there is the play-in game, so. Heck, maybe they maybe they can make a move. Maybe they can make a move. Because you only have to get to that number 9 seed, remember. And be within four games of the 8th seed, and you get to play that playing game. So, I, I don't know. It, I guess that'll be kind of exciting. I don't know if that's... And, I, you know, their, their season was cut short... It's only eight games, so they didn't have maybe an opportunity to pass or catch the Memphis Grizzlies for that AC just straight up. So I kind of understand the reasoning for the playing game, but still, I don't know. I might have just, I think the Memphis, if the Memphis Grizzlies can hold on to it, or anyone who goes into the eighth seed, I can also see that they're thinking to themselves, uh, we had the better record, so we earned it. But still, Sacramento Kings should be the only real gimme for the Lakers. I could see them... I mean, no, they still have 80 in LeBron, so they're still going to win these majority of games. Maybe, I don't know, 6-2, and 5-3. That's what I'm seeing from the Lakers. Now come the Clippers, and quite frankly, I think they have a pretty easy schedule. I mean, obviously, of course, you've got the Lakers tonight, but after that you got the Pelicans under 500, Suns under 500, Mavericks 7th seed pretty good though, that'll be tough, still be tough Trailblazers under 500 Nets under 500 Denver Nuggets they are right on the Clippers heels obviously at third they're going to be fighting for that 2-3 spot, I mean heck, the Clippers might even if they're bad enough, they might even drop to 4 which of course we wouldn't want and Oklahoma City Thunder pretty tough, but hopefully they've got some sort of continuity they can kind of get it going, but still you got four 
under 500 teams on your schedule, half your schedule. The other people, other than the De La Nuggets and the Lakers, the OKC Thunder and the Mavericks, they're, I mean, they're not, let's just say that they're not, everybody is not going to be particularly rooting for them or expecting them to make it to the NBA Finals or even the Western Conference Finals. They're going to be, I think, even though the Rockets are the sixth seed, people have a lot more confidence in the Rockets to present a challenge to either the Clippers or the Lakers. So, now, Clippers, though, we'll see what happens. Everything is so up in the air with the players being scattered all over the place. Very unfortunate, obviously. We'll see what happens. Can they maybe get some continuity together? It's almost like a season just starts up again for the Clippers. And this person's in and out of the lineup. And it's very unfortunate. But heck, you gotta you gotta go I would say six and two. And you got these now these Suns and the Trailblazers teams, they're gonna be fighting. But still Let's 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 beat these people. You still got enough talent. I mean, you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris. Let's go. Let's go. Now, Denver Nuggets, I would say considerably harder than the Clippers. And and remember, if you if you don't want to drop down, you're gonna have to win games if you don't want to drop down in the seedings. But the Denver Nuggets, they have got the Heat, very nice defensive team in the East. The Thunder, the Spurs, Trailblazers. Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, and Raptors. So, Trailblazers and Spurs, under 500. Other than that, all, all, all tough games, no gimme games. Remember, they're not going to have that home court advantage just being in the thin air up in Denver. So, they're going to, they have a considerably tougher schedule than the Clippers, I do not see them coming back, and oh, for that number two spot, and we and taking that two spot away from the Clips, just because they got that tougher schedule. Still, I could I could see them going, maybe four and four, but I'll I'll take them at five and three. They are going to have to worry though about the Utah Jazz because Jazz open up with them. Pelicans, which they obviously won. And they face the Thunder on Saturday, the Lakers on Monday, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, and the Spurs again. So that's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, obviously, that Nuggets game on Saturday the 8th is going to be a very important game to watch as far as seeding goes because that's the three versus, that's going to be the three versus four seeds. So. Are they going to play the Lakers in the second round or the Clippers in the second round? Uh, the Utah Jazz are 41 and 23. The Denver Nuggets are 43 and 22. Well, now the Jazz are 42 and 23 because they beat the Pelicans. But um, still, I, don't, I think that, that Utah has a nice opportunity to come in and get that three seed. Now, of course, you have to be playing the Clippers in the second round. The Lakers, so, I mean, pick your poison. It's Either way, it's going to be an uphill battle for them in the second round. 
but they have an opportunity, to, I say definitely, to overtake the overtake the Denver Nuggets. Heck, even even the Clippers, if the Clippers are stumbled a little again, they even they might be able to take the overtake the Clippers for that number two seed if they just go on this amazing streak. The Clippers stumble a bit because they're right on the heels of the Nuggets, who are right on the heels of the Clippers. Now, OKC Thunder, Jazz on Saturday, Nuggets on Monday, Lakers on Wednesday, and it's the Grizzlies, Wizards, Suns. They have a series of three gimme games, then the Heat and the Clippers to round out on the 14th, their schedule. So, they should be able to, if they can, they can also make a move considering they play the Jazz, and they're going to have to be, remember, they're going to have to be fending off the Houston, who is tied, tied with them. They're both 40 and 24. Now, and they're, the Utah Jazz, are, remember, are 42 and 23 now that they've won that game. So, if they can make a move, that'll be a great game to watch on Saturday, the Jazz OKC Thunder game. And they're, they're, they're a feisty team. I like the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were supposed to and and <laughs> I mean, remember, they have got all those draft picks coming up later. So they've got a good team already. They are looking good in upcoming seasons now. Again, though, it's not their time yet, but they can make things interesting. Houston Rockets, also 14-24, as I said. They play the Mavericks tomorrow. Bucks on Sunday. Then the Trailblazers, Lakers, Kings, Spurs, Pacers, and 76ers. So your tough games. Bucks, although, again, they're not going to have a whole lot to play for the Bucks are. Lakers, clearly. Pacers, they should take. 76ers, kind of, t yeah, 76ers. So six years should be decent. We'll see what we'll see if they can what they do outside of Philadelphia, where they're clearly much better than their horrible record on road are the seventy sixers. I think that I think that Houston Rockets though can be really really good here. Um they can beat the Mavericks, the Bucks, obviously the Trailblazers, Kings and Spurs and and Pacers, I think they should take. 76ers, they should take. I think that if they can beat the Lakers, they might rock this thing, go 8-0, and shoot up these rankings. Now, Dallas Mavericks, obviously the Rockets on fr Friday. They are, by the way, 40-27. and 27. So they're three games in the last column behind Houston Rockets. So I don't know. The seventh seed, if you get to the sixth seed, it's not. Kind of the, it's not, not all these teams are so evenly matched. I mean, I think everyone can agree that the Clippers and Lakers are a little bit higher, but all these other teams, they're all real tough, real tough. So I don't know if how much seeding is really gonna matter, at least among these first seven teams. But still, Suns, or excuse me, Suns are the last game. It's, it'll be the Rockets, Suns. They so they play the Suns twice. Sunday, the second game, August 2nd, and the 13th, they play them again. Then, Kings, Clippers, Bucks, Jazz, and Trailblazers. So, that should, they they have their opportunity. 
they've got those three, excuse me, four gimme games. And if they can beat the Bucks, beat the Rockets, they'll have to, they'll have to beat the Clippers because that's not the. That's they're not going to be catching the Clippers probably. But if they they can they have the opportunity they've got an easy schedule. They've got an easy pretty easy schedule to do the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Memphis Grizzlies. Now they've got a real easy schedule, but the thing is, is they're also not particularly good. Uh, they made. They, I'm sure that the clip or the NBA made it so that they'd be playing these teams that are behind them for that and battling it out. Now the Trailblazers, the Spurs, Pelicans, Jazz, OKC Thunder, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, and Milwaukee Bucks. So these. Memphis Grizzlies, if none of these games are going to be gimme because they're just not all that great, but they do have the opportunity to maybe avoid that playing game if they do well enough. They, I, and I definitely think they're going to be in that playing game, but not. I mean, unless they just completely bomb it, but they sh they should have the opportunity to avoid that playing game, just play the Lakers straight up without the worry of that one-and-done game. Portland Trailblazers are obviously the number nine seed. They play the Grizzlies on Friday, so that'll be interesting. Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers, 76ers, Mavericks, and Brooklyn Nets. So all of those teams are considerably better than the Portland Trailblazers. Now, you never want to count out Damian Lillard, obviously, CJ McCollum. We'll see what kind of see what Carmelo does, but... Eh, tough schedule for the Portland Trailblazers. I, I could see them easily falling out of contention. Easily, easily falling out of contention. Now the Pelicans already lost to the Jazz. Play the Clippers on Saturday, they can, and Grizzlies obviously be very important to them. Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, and Magic. Yeah, that if they if they can beat the, I mean, all of these are really beatable for them. Of course, all these teams can also beat them, too, because they just, I mean, they're high-scoring, but they give up a ton of points as well. So, Pelicans, I think, perhaps, they're 28-36. Portland is 29-37. Uh, let's just say the Pelicans have a way, 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 way easier schedule than the Portland Trailblazers. And obviously, it was a... It was by design, because obviously these scheduling schedules are intentional. Question was, was it designed that the Pelicans have the road to the, at least the playing game? <laughs> doesn't Let's just say it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Okay, Kings, Spurs, Magic, Mavericks, Pelicans, Nets, Rockets, Pelicans, and Lakers. They play Pelicans twice on the 6th. And the eleventh, Sacramento Kings. I don't know, twenty-eight and thirty-six, right there with the Pelicans, right there with the Portland Trailblazers, and Spurs are twenty-seven and thirty-six. They're right there as well. Phoenix. They have three games in the lost column more than Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs. They're twenty-six and thirty-nine. So all these teams are basically the same. I mean, these are just going to be toss-up games. I don't know. If, I don't know. 
they're kind of exciting to watch to see who gets to play the Lakers. But that's 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 gonna be the I don't know. Everyone, unless something catastrophic happens to the Lakers, like heck, AD can probably go down and they're still gonna win. So win this first round matchup. I mean, over oh, LeBron James. So even if something catastrophic happens, <laughs> obviously we hope that doesn't. But even if something catastrophic happens, they're not gonna be beaten. Any of these teams are not going to be beating the Lakers. I don't see the opportunity to do so. What with this, they play the Spurs, Magic. By the way, who have a better record than them? They're 30, 30 and thirty-five. So as bad as the Magic are, the Kings are worse. I think that I think the I place more trust in the Pelicans than the Kings. Now the Spurs, they've got a. Maybe a little tougher schedule. They play the Kings, Grizzlies, 76ers, Nuggets, Jazz, Pelicans, Rockets, and Utah Jazz again. So, yeah. Jazz twice, and then the Rockets, Nuggets, and 76ers. Those are five five teams that are considerably better. I say right off the San Antonio Spurs, but you never know with Popovich. And the Finally, we come to the Suns. The Suns play the Wizards, Mavericks, Clippers, Pacers, Heat, Oklahoma City, Thunder, 76ers, and Dallas Mavericks. So, these Suns, they can be kind of fun. I mean, remember that game with the second game of the season? Right at the beginning where they kind of stunned the Clippers. Maybe... Maybe it wasn't the second game of the season, but it was one, like the second or third game. But they come in, stun the Clippers. They'd Clippers had come in right and high after that initial one and twelve to one o two victory over the Lakers. So Suns can maybe do a surprise, but they're going to be. I I say they're going to be too inconsistent. So what do I see happening here? I see it, I see it, it's going to be the Lakers number one, Clippers two, Utah is going to jump to three. Denver's, I actually, I'm going to say Houston's going to jump to number four. Denver's going to be five, OKC six, Dallas seven, Memphis eight, and the Pelicans nine. Portland's going to fall to 11. I have to say Sacktown's going to come up and be 10. Spurs 12, Phoenix, I don't know. Actually, well, we'll give them. We'll give them the number 12 spot, and... I say Spurs just because of the tough schedule. Going to fall down to 13. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm counting out Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum too much. But they've just not impressed this season. The Portland Trailblazers. Okay. That'll do it for me today. Saturday. Next one. We'll see if I have a fairly... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Be tuned for a guest appearance. Before I get out of here, I do want to thank the Blessed Trinity, the Holy Family, my uh, patron saints, Patron Savior, and James the Greater, also my guardian angel, and my family, my grandmother, my uncle, Brian Seaman, Adam Austin, Noah Eagle, and Michael Madden. Okay, Saturday coming up. Hopefully, we'll have a guest on. We'll discuss the start of the Dodgers season, perhaps a little bit Lakers. 
probably will be doing Joe Kelly and Mookie Betts, uh, Joe Kelly situation and the Mookie Betts contract. But we'll see with that. Not guaranteed, but hopefully that will occur on Saturday. Maybe we'll break up the interview. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Till then, Bonsuelo. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sports Variety and Strife. If you want to comment, please do so. Talk sports with James at gmail.com. See you next time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.